0: Come on. Welcome to Blood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest. Strong and powerful Chad Horning. Chad, are you ready to do this?
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, excited to have you on. Chad is a CFA. He is the president of Praxis Mutual Funds, and he's the chief investment officer of Everance Financial. Chad, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah. Well, I th- as I thought about this, uh, I like to learn. I'm curious, um, and... Right now, I'm enjoying learning about trees and the ways that they positively impact uh, our community. And actually, our city is working to expand its uh, tree canopy by, by double over the next 20 years. So I've been nice. doing some things to help with that. So that's a personal thing that has absolutely nothing to do with investing, <laughs> but where I'm spending my time. And if I'm not doing that, um, I'm trying to work with my wife to raise some teenagers that are hopefully caring and productive someday out there in the world. And if I'm not doing that, I'm on my bike. So I like to, to be outside. Um, at work, our team helps clients integrate their values into their investment lives. Um, and at Praxis Mutual Funds, that's that's really what we do. And I, I like doing it because I can combine my professional interests with uh, helping people and helping those people change the world if that's how they want to do it.
0: Nice. I love all of that. Uh, you know, you got to... Uh, Chad, you mentioned that uh, that doubling a tree canopy over the course of twenty years isn't necessarily about investing, but it is all about investing.
1: It, it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up with trees behind my house when I was a kid, and I uh, haven't paid much attention to them until the last five years or so. Again, and um, yeah, it's it's one. It's a non-controversial way to address climate change. There's all kinds of political problems with other solutions, but. Plunking an acorn in the ground is not very political, and uh, so I'm excited about us doing that here.
0: Yeah, I don't think I want to meet the person that is anti-trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That person is probably a monster. So yeah. to... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to literally research that a little bit later today just to find out if there's folks out there who are or railing against trees. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, I am. I, I I've been, as I think a lot of people have been, um, uh, just with me more more. I don't want to say casually, but have just become more interested in ESG investing over the past probably couple of years, and impact investing, and and so on and so forth. It's just it's becoming so much more popular, and yeah. so many more people are are for lack of a better term, really demanding that the investment community is thinking about that. How long has that been on on, on your mind?
1: Sure. Yeah, for us, we've been doing it in a formal way through the, the Praxis Mutual Funds for about 27 years. We oh. launched in 1994, so we weren't the first. We were among um, you know those early progenitors were f- firms like Pax Mutual Funds and, and Calvert. Um, we were not that far behind. Um, but I think the thing that is is really interesting is that people can express their values through their investment decisions. And while that's been something that we've worked on for quite some time and it's come out of a, a faith tradition that really um, wants to emphasize people acting on their beliefs, and that's really the, that's what praxis means, um, but it's as you've mentioned it's become more popular more understood that this is possible but I think there's still lots of folks including investment advisors financial advisors who aren't aren't yet in tune with this possibility
0: I think that's hundred percent true um, why from your perspective um, is there resistance if if there is is there resistance why why is there yeah. resistance
1: yeah. Well, I, I think some of it is just ignorance, and I don't say that pejoratively. Just people don't understand that this is possible. Um, but there's probably also resistance because people assume that if you're trying to do something other than make as much money as you can, um, you're um, you're losing out. You're you're not going to perform as well. And there have been lots of studies, and I won't I won't make claims that this always works and that it prefor- that it provides better performance. But, but there's been plenty of evidence to say that one can express their values, however those are formed, whether they come out of a faith tradition or an interest in environmentalism or human rights, that, that this can be done and that you don't have to sacrifice performance or pay a whole lot more or, or um, yeah, sacrifice to, to your goals, your financial goals, that you may also care a whole lot about.
0: It's it's kind of a weird thing, right? When we think investing, like okay, it's only the only thing important about this is the number that I get at the end of a certain period, mm-hmm. right? Right, and that's right. not that. Why why is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. For for me, um, I'll, I'll just say for myself, I I grew up in a faith tradition that encouraged me to express that in all aspects of life. And um, financial decisions are a key one. And so, if I can, um, if I can be both productive with with what I have, that that might mean, you know, getting the best number, getting the best performance. But I'm also called to be responsible with the way that that the money that I do have control of. The, how that's used and what kind of impacts that makes and so for me personally and I think for a lot of people they, they want to connect those two things they they do care about um, how companies behave in the world they do care about the environment they do care about diversity equity inclusion all of those things that um, I, I believe that without the encouragement of investors companies may not choose to do on their own
0: yeah that's it's interesting, right? Um, and obviously, we're scratching
1: the surface. There's lots of there's yeah there's lots of there's lots of discussion about what is the role of corporation in our society and yeah. what should its objectives be. Um, I'm positing that that they should be broader than simply uh, making the best earnings per share number that they possibly could.
0: So, with that in mind, um, I don't know what is your responsibility as as um, as a chief investment officer and the president of 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 a mutual fund like like legally yeah h- how does that work
1: sure yeah uh, we we believe it's all within the the broad um, terminology of fiduciary responsibility your you and your listeners are likely familiar with that at least in general terms and um, you know generally when you're a fiduciary you're supposed to be acting you're supposed to act on behalf of your client as if you were taking care of your own money. And if your client, um, let's say your financial advisor, your client says, something that's important to me is to express my values or to take care of the environment, then it's incumbent on you as the advisor to, to take that into account. You are acting as a fiduciary when you do that. There are regulations, um, the Department of Labor and others, when it comes to retirement accounts about how that can be done but we're confident that there is there is room for including these kinds of things in investment portfolios. There's a little bit of a political football back and forth when we have changes in administrations and we all need to be cognizant of that. But but broadly speaking, we we believe that if a client comes to us and says, I want to do these things, then it's it's incumbent on us as financial advisors as a fund company to be able to provide a way for them to do that.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating right, that your fiduciary responsibility is to act in the best interest of the people that you're serving. So if the people you're serving are saying, we don't want to have X, Y, Z companies or large, whatever it might be, then in fact, it is your fiduciary responsibility to not do that. And if you were doing it, then they wouldn't be your clients anyway.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I've been I, I, I do a good amount of thinking and work with um with with, with retirement plans with four hundred one k plans and it does seem like you mentioned um there's there's some politics going on there how does that sort of expand that scope um and how should advisors be thinking about that is it as long as I'm explaining to the plan sponsor so the actual company Who's making the decisions about it on behalf of their employees? What's going on here? Is that is is that satisfying the responsibility?
1: Yeah, uh, I I think there's a couple of things that that you can do uh, and that a company, the plant sponsor, can do to to make sure that they're uh, in the corridor that's permitted. One one thing that's that's probably easy is to make sure that there's a broad platform of investment choices for a group of employees so that, um, they're, they're not, um, they're not pigeonholed into just, let's say ESG or SRI funds, but that there are options so that people can, can make a choice on their own. Um, the way that I have seen it done successfully is that a person in your role would evaluate funds uh, using the exact same criteria in terms of fees or investment performance or uh, manager tenure—all of those things that investment advisors do to um, sift through all of the possibilities. I believe you should use the same the, the same rigor with uh, an ESG uh, ESG manager as you would with one that doesn't employ those those factors. And if and if those funds rise uh, to the level of acceptability, then then you are fulfilling your fiduciary duty, and you're giving those employees the opportunity to express their views th- through a choice on that platform.
0: Got it. Perfect. So as as CFA as the president of mm-hmm. of Praxis, what is what is a regular day look like for you?
1: Sure. Uh, I I sometimes try to explain that to my teenage kids and their eyes glaze over. Um, <laughs> mostly, uh, it's my team that are making the investment decisions and uh, our equity funds are optimized index strategies. And so they're not actively managed, but there's a, a lot of uh, databases and computer work that goes into developing those funds. Um, our fixed income fund is not actively managed, uh, we call it the impact bond fund. and And they're our team spends a lot of time thinking about which bonds to buy and how to position uh, the portfolio, particularly as it relates to to buying impact bonds, bonds that have a, a positive impact on the community and the, the environment. In, in our view, and so my work on a daily basis is, uh, you know, some of the normal corporate things, meetings and and committees and decision making and processes, um, but. Also, a big part of what I do is try to communicate what we're doing, what I'm doing with you here today, to explain how how we go about helping people integrate their values. So we we do it through screening, which is basic. Everybody does that, really, screening stuff out. Um, We do it through positive investments, choosing to invest in certain places because we want to support that activity. And then um, encouraging our team who does advocacy as an owner of a, of a security, uh, a stock owner, you have a right or a responsibility, we believe, to communicate with management teams. And so um, a lot of our work is about communicating with management teams to, to bend their behavior in a way that we think is more positive. And so I'm proud to be a, a part of that team. Um, they all do the hard work. I, I try to coordinate it for them.
0: Yeah, got it. Yeah. I was just reading about um, the recent... Experience that Exxon had with Vanguard and BlackRock, and yep. just to, to real quick give a recap, probably terribly, um, they are something like ten percent holders of Exxon yep. stock just between the two of them, and they put up a slate of four, I believe, activist sh- um, potential board members, and three of them yep. I think got actually appointed. So that was evidence of of. Of these huge financial companies really throwing their weight around. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, interesting. You you brought that up. I was thinking about that as well as I was preparing here. And um, the the way that it played out it was a very small investor who put this the slate forward on the proxy statement. And as you're right, some of those large index providers ended up supporting it and getting a few. Um, depending on who you read, dissident. Shareholder or um, board members (laughs) on the committee, Um, and those board members, um, their intention is to push Exxon to think more about a sustainable future. What what is it going to look like after oil um, is either taxed into oblivion or difficult to find or regulated out of um, out of use? And um, it's one example of the way that investors can um, can communicate. With, with management teams. Exxon is still managed by uh, a group of uh, folks, and there are big shareholders that didn't support that. So it's not clear which direction it will go, but it's it's one indication of what I'm talking about. The, the classic one, though, is um, religious investors back in the 1990s pressing companies to withdraw their business from South Africa. And that I won't say that that caused the fall of apartheid, the the system uh, systematic racism that that gripped that society, but it was a part of mm-hmm. communicating to the world through corporate ownership that this is something that we don't want to be a part of. That extends to all kinds of things, uh, working on the agricultural food chain and um, contractors are they getting paid? Um, toxic chemicals in personal care products, uh, power utilities. Making a quicker transition from from coal to sustainable uh, energy sources or board diversity. These are all the kinds of topics that investors like Praxis are are pushing with the own the the companies that we own.
0: Your advice to 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 investors out there who have a desire to do some of the things that you just described or have interest if it's faith based or if it's animals or whatever. How how yep. how to be a better how to be a better investor
1: yeah one of the first things i would say is to inform yourself and there there are a couple of places morningstar.com is is the the, the mutual fund clearinghouse for everybody it's got a lot of flip free uh, information there and you can start to do some sorting and find find funds that might be interesting to you um USCF, USSIF.org uh, is the industry association for funds like ours, and so again, that's a that's a place to begin to to do some work. Um, and uh, many people invest either through their uh, retirement plan at work or through an advisor. And if it's through your retirement plan, I think going to the HR director at your company and saying, "Hey," um, I don't see that there are any ESG, SRI options on here. What do you think about that? Is that something we can do? So beginning to to take some agency for this decision and not just accept what has been provided, but begin to ask questions.
0: Yeah, I think that's excellent. And for people who are excited about this and wanting to get involved and are starting to get involved, Mm -hmm. if you could read the tea leaves, do you see... I think that you're obviously committed to the space, Chad, mm-hmm. being that you've been at yep. it for a really long, not not a really long time, but, but yep. a, 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 a pretty long time. Yep. Um, do you see, uh, obviously, there's just going to be a lot of companies out there that are going to throw ESG or impact yeah. labels on funds and sort of a greenwashing attempt. And I guess that that's better than not doing anything at all. But what do you see as, as the industry moving forward?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a big challenge. Um Back in April, the Securities and and Exchange Commission put out out an alert for companies like ours to make sure that they're delivering on their marketing claims. Um, And so I think there's a regulatory response to that concern about greenwashing. Um, And those of us in this industry... Have uh, maybe we needed to be careful for what we wished for? We've been promoting this idea for a very long time, and now it does feel like it's nearly everywhere. And so the challenge for an investor is to sort through what they really want. And and you've heard me emphasize today one's values, whatever those values are, and they might not um, they may not line up with uh, traditional ESG environmental social governance, which in and of itself is a materiality materiality kind of question. Can it make me more money if I take into account these factors? And that's fine. But many people have values that they want to express through their investments that are unique and that likely there are funds out there and ETFs that would help them express those values. And so I think it becomes a personal question about individuals asking their professional advisors around them for advice as to how, how they can do this. But this, the screenwashing thing is a big concern for sure.
0: Got it. Chad, you've already given us a lot, but people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Yeah, I've said it maybe a couple of different ways, but the next time you see your financial advisor, ask them, how can I express my values in my portfolio? If they hesitate or tell you it's not possible look for a different advisor because there are many out there that are focusing on this question and certainly would be able to help you do it.
0: I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on, Come on. Chad, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with Praxis and Everance?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn. Glad to chat with you there. And then, of course, PraxisMutualFunds.com is where you can read all about the funds.
0: Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Chad your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find Chad on LinkedIn and go to PraxisMutualFunds.com. That's P-R-A-X-I-S, MutualFunds.com, and check out all the great work that they're doing. Thanks again, Chad.
1: Thank you, George. It was a pleasure.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.